truly and indeed a Love blessing. Come on in, come on in. Welcome, welcome, welcome from all four corners of this beautiful globe. Come on in, welcome, welcome. Greetings and salutations from us to the Lord. Come on in, Come back 
one and all. I am broadcasting live. I will be forward visibly, momentarily. You are now sitting live with the Divine Prince, Pan-African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor, Elagun Oloye Hudu Obea Bokur, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, universal, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a pan-African hoodoo world spiritualist perspective. Hmm. I always like to stop and breathe in this moment before I go on to say, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veil, for it is all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is indeed my personal and constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and it is my ever-living reality. All as a blessing is crucial to the very foundation of my understanding, my teaching, my walk, my work, along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. It is how I, the divine prince, make sense out of all that we're challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother, Father, Earth. And it is my personal place of power and understanding, the place from where I begin, the place from where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors, Understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine, all-blessed reality. And so it is, Ashe. For for some of my new listeners and maybe some of my uh, long-term listeners who've never got the understanding, I and I, that first I means God, goddess, the divine. The cosmic creators of the universe. And the second I is myself. Or, or, in, or in your case, yourself. We are 
unified with God. We are linked with God. All of your great prophets, just choose one, told you that. We are all divine, earthly creation. We are part animal, yes. We, many of us are part impartial and, and born from the planet itself, yes. But we are also of a divine nature, divine nature. And I said many of us because I believe some of us came from the sky, fell from the sky, and then took on a form of humanity. But that's another topic for, indeed, another day. I also ask you and invite you, please, to take time now to stop. I won't be offended. And subscribe, follow, not just in the YouTube or the Facebook or the Twitter or wherever you might be enjoying me from right now. But please do visit particularly my YouTube.com forward slash Voodoo Thai. Be like Victor, O-O, D like David, O-O-T-Y-E. And then, of course, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince. I certainly would appreciate that. Also invite my regular listeners to help and check in for me and let me know what the sound quality is like. As you can see, I am in uh, a different location in the house, uh, a location that I promised many of you that I would start broadcasting from um, back during the early part of the pandemic. So we are now here. <laughs> it took 12 months, but we are now here. Um, and I'll be broadcasting from the divination room in the temple space portion of the house. So let me know if the sound quality is in any way different or, or off, altered or not up to par, and I'll do my best to um, attend to that. Uh, it, it might be an echo over here. So just let me know. Grand risings to you as well, a grand salute to your glorious kinfolk and ancestors as well, beloved Enzo Khalifa mediumship. We certainly appreciate you and yours and holding it down on the West Coast. And certainly for invoking kindred, I want to also acknowledge uh, beloved Poppy Love who invoked family. It's almost as if you all are grasping out of the ethers and you are snatching part of today's discussion. (laughs) And that's a good thing, but y'all are definitely intuitive and empathic uh, on the vibration. And yes, it is seasonal. It is a season four. Alafia, beloved Tasha, touch Alafia, beloved. Yes, may the alignment of Ashe magnify our divine, all blessed, voluntarily created, virtually made sacred space that we all share in here and now in this moment at 12 noon U.S. Central Standard Time. Um, often on weekdays, but whenever my schedule allows me to indeed be present. Um, I'm grateful. We're going to be crazy for a group. We certainly do appreciate your uh, consistency and your attendance with us. Thank you so much, Enzo Khalifa. It might actually be better quality since there's less soft spaces for the sound to be absorbed in and, to, and, and less harder spaces 
for the sound to bounce off of. So this could definitely be a good move. Thank you so much, uh, Shamafia, uh, Nina Lloyd. Thank you, Craig Burns. Uh, greetings, Chef Bougie, to you and your family as well. I, I, I don't even have to ask. I, I know the ancestors' table is laid out at, at your residence. <laughs> I already know. Greetings, divine self-healing. Peace and greetings to you and yours as well. I'm so grateful always. And just a, a quick, again, let me do a quick uh, business, administrative duties. I am available on Blog Talk Radio for my international listeners and those who don't have a smartphone, who don't have a, a webcam. I am available at area code, toll-free, area code 845-277-9143. Again, 845-277-9143. Some of my long-term listeners have been of course, joining us in chat and on camera and, and using their, you know, updated technology with us. You're familiar with many of them. But many of them also turn on a phone somewhere in the house and monitor by Blog Talk Radio. Because we do have glitches every now and again. Not so much during the pandemic, I think. I think they got things together during the pandemic, both Blog Talk Radio and StreamYard. But uh, many of my long-term listeners uh, have both on to help kind of monitor the quality and help me to catch things, certainly, on one platform that I might not have right up in my face at the moment when I'm often talking or in deep spirit, you know, when I'm speaking through the program. So I'm grateful for Blog Talk Radio. I started my podcasting, blogging journey, if you will, on Yahoo 360. Many of you remember Yahoo 360 days and um, then blog talk radio shortly thereafter, Hurricane Katrina. Area code 845-277-9143. And of course, that <clears throat> URL address, let me pop that in for you, is blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen, divine hyphen, Prince. It is streaming now at the bottom of the screen. So I certainly appreciate you. And I appreciate all of my social media. You know, this is that end of the year thing that all broadcasting networks do. You, you got to acknowledge your people, your crew, your team, your support. Um, so I, I'm grateful for Facebook and Twitter and Periscope and EarthCam and YouTube and, and all the locations, LinkedIn, um, Tumblr, Blogger, um, that also feed the community, support the community, listen to the community, are educated and often entertained by our community presence here. For indeed, it's not just what I do and say here, but it's also what you all do and say here and what has been done and said on the podcast over the show. Even our little momentary glyph like when that creature came in and popped that porn up in the middle of my page. Oh, my God, it was, it, it, it was a nightmare in the moment, <laughs> okay, in the moment. <laughs> but YouTube, you know, they removed the strike. You know, I think they went back and manually looked at it, and they knew that it was something that I would have ever have done. Uh, and they, you know, got it together, you know. And so I'm, I'm grateful, you know, for even the, the downside 
uh, the learning lessons, the, the illusion of the challenge, the block, the complication, because the, the, it is the illusions that not only educate you and build you up and you Many of us are familiar with those ideas, but we kind of forget about polishing the gold, polishing the diamond, polishing the stone, practicing, trying out your skill, ability, your connection to spirit, your prayer power, your prayer life, your magical life. Because, indeed, the athlete tests that. It's a conscious choice to test that every time they spend, you know, four hours in the gym, four hours on the field, you know, I think some spirit spirituality should be easy. Anything how easier, lighter, and the question of spirituality of easier. My life indeed is a different kind of easy now than it was my twenties for sure. Everything gave the illusion of a nightmare in my twenties. Everything. Gave Co-workers, friends, family, strangers on the street. The time, the time it was all because that's where I was living, initiating mentorship, eldership, willing to listen, willing to learn, willing to challenge yourself so you can become greater. My perception of easier, simpler, lighter is different now than it was in my 20s. And so some of you think it's being a millionaire that's going to fix it. Being a millionaire might pay, you know, some bills and maybe, maybe help you get your credit together, but it won't help you get your credit together or pay your bills or change your life or your lifestyle if your consciousness, if Ori is not there, if he is not there, pushing forward and, and supporting your efforts to continue to empower the head, empower yourself, and, and self-empower the God and the goddess that indeed we all are. So today, this December 24th, Christmas Eve for many of you, Hanukkah for others, Kwanzaa Eve for, for others, just another day of the week for many I certainly am emanating and vibrating with you and for you now live, virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum universally from this working temple of the House of the Divine Prince. Hypocins, Hoodoo Central, House of the Divine Prince in this beautiful, legendary, historic, most enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this hoodoo, obeya, life path, and journey. Passing down the great obeah stick, along with the knowledge of the life-giving herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, minerals, practices, traditions, foods, smells, rhythms, beats of this legendary tradition that we all practice and operate within, that exists within the very DNA coding in our blood. So it's always truly an honor to be before you to share our sacred stories as our beloved 
Denise Augustine has coined and trademarked our sacred stories, our sacred stories. Again, always breathe, for indeed breath is our connection to divinity, our connection to life, our connection to the divine creators. Understanding that the creation of sacred space, first within and then around us, wherever we might be, in our homes, in our workspace, in the street, in the shelter, in the military, wherever you might be creating that sacred space, imprisoned, first within and then outside, understanding that spiritual power and knowledge is great. The math and the science in the physics and the quantum metaphysics is great. But spiritual power lies in its efficacy, its ability to provide lasting, reliable, tangible results. Right here, right now, in this most present moment in time space. coming sometimes unannounced uh, you, you know showing up at your house showing up at your door remember to take the time to breathe don't get so caught up some families you know including my own talk loud and a lot when we get together and and, and you're over talking and remember to breathe even let them get loud just just stop even if nobody notices what you're doing just and just breathe and, and remember to connect to your centers and your purpose, doing what's often a hectic time for many people. For many, Halloween sees the season of the bells being thinnest. But it is indeed the winter months of the Northern Hemisphere. Let's be clear, the winter solstice and Christmas, and you know, Christmas is now celebrated commercially all over the world. I said commercially all over the world. But, you know, it's a Western Hemispheric thing. The winter solstice is heavily Western Hemispheric in our understanding and our approach and our connection to it. So the bells are thinnest for us during the cold, dark winter months. And, of course, the, the warmer it gets, the less cold, dark winter months we have. I mean, it's 80 degrees in New Orleans today, tomorrow, the next day, and quite possibly for the next 10 days. And I'm not bragging because we got to deal with hurricane season. So I'm not bragging. I'm just calling it like it is. Yeah, we got 80-degree weather for 10 days. Uh, but for many, it's not just the weather, the seasonal effect um, in terms of fall, summer, spring, you know, winter. But then the seasons of the holidays and all the energy and commercialism and promotion and marketing and tradition and culture and memory attached to that. So you not only have your memory of Christmas or the holidays, whatever your family calls, you know, this season, this time period, you know, whether you were, you know, born in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s. Yeah, I have people listening to me born in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, for sure. 
we have a crystallized memory of holidays, good or bad, up or down, left or right. We have a crystallized idea of, of the holidays. Um, we have a crystallized idea of, you know, the Jackson 5 Christmas. We have a crystallized idea of, you know, certain smells and certain foods and certain traditions and certain practices, uh, whether we benefited from those practices or not, whether we participated or not. They had a profound effect on us. And then the 80s, 90s, 20s, it had a very different concept of holidays than even we do. And so there are many spirits loose during the holidays. There are many portals open during the holidays, many doors open during the holidays. And don't assume always that it's just you. It's too easy for particularly those of us who have some kind of mental health diagnosis depressive diagnosis or any, you know, any type of mental health diagnosis. It's real easy for you to say, oh, well, it's just customary for me to get sad or to get depressed or to get emotional or to get anxious during the holidays. I'm suggesting that even those of you whose mental health is of the healthiest, because we need to, you know, reaffirm the words mental health as a positive thing. Those who don't have a quote-unquote diagnosis, who have a clean bell of mental health, um, there's still portals, spirits, demons, energies that are opened up during the holiday season that affect everybody in different places in their spirit body, different places in their chakra zone, depending on where you are. And it's then reinforced by all of the excessive, I don't know, trillions of dollars maybe that are invested in holidays and holiday promotion and holiday items to be sold to us. And, and, and the filming that, that goes into creating the commercials, trillions of dollars collectively from year to year. And, and we know, I know as a, as a faithful cultural participant in New Orleans, Mardi Gras takes, I don't know, I think two to three years to happen per year. For each year that you see Mardi Gras, it took somebody three years to get there. Financially, beating, sewing, creating paper mache, promotion, advertising, costuming, production, three years, I think is a healthy number, you know, for each healthy Mardi Gras to happen. So at least three, maybe five years in production for each Christmas to happen, because many of these commercial companies have to, you know, melt that plastic and bend that steel years before these products are packaged and ready to go. And that's why it's so many of them, and they have to advertise so much of it because now they have a plethora of stuff that they have to literally unload. And, and some of you are smart. I had a, a great auntie, may she rest in heaven, who, you know, she did her Christmas shopping uh, Kwanzaa, December 6th to January 1st is when she did most of her holiday shopping for the next year. And so she had many of her gifts, wrappings, you know, things would be on sale. They're getting rid of all of this extra stuff. So some people find a way to sort of manipulate it and work this to their advantage. They're, they're the cleanup girls who, I shouldn't say girls, but the cleanup women who go out and, and men, you know, and third to fifth gendered individuals who go out and, you know, they catch every one of those sales and their addicts load up their addicts for the following year, the following two years, um, sometimes to sell, 
you know, and other times, you know, for personal use. Um, I know people who are zeroed in on, you know, the gift gag of the year, you know, the, 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 the toy of the year. There's always that one toy that everybody has to get that people are willing to fight and pull hair over. And there's always somebody else who's going out buying up a dozen of those toys and then selling them to you on eBay at an exorbitant rate while y'all try and, you know, recapture your own childhood fantasies. And then lay that symbolically on your child, you know, in this in this new gift. So the veils are thinnest. Greetings, Denise Preston, beloved. Welcome back. We haven't seen you in a minute. Greetings, beloved. So the veils are indeed thinnest in the winter, are indeed thinnest during the holiday season, are indeed thinnest, um, you know, when, when all the family and friends that you normally don't see are coming around. And, and that, of course, is opening up vials of energy. In some cases, good. In some cases, sad. And, and, and mourning and bereavement energy. And in some cases, just total chaos. Don't act like y'all don't know about the total chaos. Yeah, I got TikTok. I've seen some of the total chaos. Some of y'all's family functions go completely left. And I had some back in the day, back in the 70s and the 80s, that will live on as legendary, (laughs) even within my own uh, family. Another uh, cousin uh, of mine, um, my mother's first cousin, so she would be my second cousin, uh, made a legendary uh, titty jello mold. I think it was 1977. She took a mannequin mold. Now, I'm giving away secrets now for all you cooks out there and, and dessert creators. But she took a mannequin mold, basically. And, and it was, you know, clean and um, prepared this decadent jello mold and, and put it in the titty mold and let it chill, you know, and then voila, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got to pair a perky jello bowl on, on your holiday table. And, of course, it jiggled and <laughs> gave you a little motion. It's almost the kind of thing you didn't want to cut or eat just because it was just a gag gift. You know, it, it, it was just entertaining and, and a conversation piece just for people to look at. But I'm sure in 2022, uh, people have taken, you know, that kind of thing to a whole nother level. I've certainly seen cakes that uh, rival the titty mold, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm repeating my text. Forgive me, y'all. Yes. Denise is on winter break. Congratulations and enjoy yourself, please, on your winter break. I understand. Listen, I understand. That us, you know, we're born with certain skills and abilities and, and can, you know, be self-taught and, and and then learn some things from people like you who are college educated and, and well-skilled in society. I went to college, but I didn't graduate. Uh, I went to more than one college, as a matter of fact, and didn't, and didn't graduate. I went to airline school uh, and dropped out of airline school when that plane fell out of the sky in Seward Falls, Iowa. I think that was, what, 1986? Yeah, so um, my hat's off to, you know, those master degree, PhD degree, 
Uh, even your bachelor's, you know, it take a lot because it's not just you sort of educating yourself and self-educating yourself. Y'all have to deal with the professor's energy and attitude and the teacher's system energy and attitude and the financial aid department and a whole prefer of other people um, that you have to appease, you know, to get that paperwork at, at the end of the day. So my hat's off to all of those who are striving to get greater degrees greater education, who are striving to improve themselves. Um, I have thoughts of those who are, you know, getting their ancestral work done, those who are finding out who owns their head, those who are initiating, those who are taking um, commitment to ATR, traditional African-based religious systems, as more than just some hobby or novelty or trending, fattening thing, you know, but, but are really incorporating it, like Chef Fuji and his family and, and many others um, in this audience, um, Nina Lloyd, are in, incorporating this now into how they raise their family and their children and what will then precede them through the generations. We've got to remember that uh, as we acknowledge ancestors, we indeed are acknowledging our future selves because the past and the future exist in the present. Message, another mystery, another secret. You're not just acknowledging the ancestors for the sake of begging and pleading a, a, a power you believe is beyond yourself. For indeed, the ancestors are in your blood. They, science has backed up the presence of ancestral memory in the blood. But you're also acknowledging your own ascendant and future ascendants. And in that moment, you are an ascendant ancestor in another dimensional time space. And fake mirror, we see it as something in the future. It's really something of who you are right now. The ascendant ancestor is a reflection of who they were in the right now. Who, who are you today? What are you doing today? How do you treat people today? How do you treat yourself today? How do you acknowledge God and the ancestors and the spirits today? How do you handle demons? and Because we all deal with demons every day. How do you deal with demons and jinn and Satan every day? It is in the right now that we are crystallizing the future ancestral manifestation. Again, the illusion of the future ancestral because it's all coexisting in, in the present. The holidays, again, always present us new opportunities to acknowledge the healthy, healthy, keyword, healthy family and cultural traditions we all have passed down through our family and within the dynamic of the community. But it also provides opportunity to create new ones. And so those who are indeed doing their work, those who understand that ATR is not witchcraft, but something deeper than that, are, are laying down a foundation for their own ancestral presence in the future. You're guaranteeing that you will be present in the lives of your children and your grandchildren and those who are living now, even beyond your physical life. The committee 
the Egyptians demonstrated that in stone. That indeed, if your name lived on, you indeed lived on. But but again, it's the idea that who you are, what you are, what you represent, the energy that you present, really is what is the living part of who we are. This flesh and the costuming and what we got and what we own, that's not the living part of us. That's not the living part of us. It's, It's living in the animistic world in its own right. It has its own energy, its own spirit, its own vibration. But but we are God intermixed with animal nature, this mammal body machinery that we walk around in. But we are God walking around in machinery, much like an, an, an extraterrestrial from another dimensional physical reality um, would have to operate in some kind of vessel to exist in this carbonated reality we exist in. So, indeed, if our ancestors are extraterrestrial, we are too. In order for that part of us, spirit part of us, extraterrestrial part of us to to survive in this carbonated reality, we needed to form and develop a carbonated body (laughs) with all the appropriate machinery to exist within it. That's hard for you to grasp right now. Just meditate on a deer. Just meditate on a rabbit. Just meditate on a butterfly. Try insects. Because we think insects are without brains. We think insects don't have consciousness. So what are they doing? And how is it just instinctive to catch a smell and follow that smell and distinguish that smell from, you know, a pile of manure? Because they're seeking pollen. They're seeking light. They're seeking sweetness. They're seeking energy. They're seeking what we seek. Yes, indeed. Greetings, Esmarie. All is a blessing, beloved. And I certainly appreciate you for even acknowledging the time. I, I like that. Because we start at 12. We do. <laughs> we do have some people who like to show up at 1, you know, and then jump in. I want to ask questions about stuff we've already covered. So, I, I'm again, just like I honor my, my studious members in my audience, I honor people who, who are professional and because I know you're doing that in your life. You're doing that in your business. You're doing that in your relationship with your mom and them and your girlfriend and your and your boyfriend and them and your family and them. So I, I appreciate that. That who we are always shows through, always comes to the surface. We are indeed God and we are indeed a reflection of God. Just like I am indeed my mother, and I am indeed a reflection of my mother. I am indeed my father. I am indeed a reflection of my father. Now, does that mean I look exactly like, well, how can I look exactly like my father if I am now a binary? If now the X and the Y have now come together in something new, just like in, uh, in, in five divination and voodoo divination, over here and over there, and then two come together and you create a Odu. Um, how then can it be exact? So, no, I'm not exactly my mother. Of course, I'm not exactly my father. 
My father has done some wicked things. My mom has done some great things that I'll never attend to, never ascend to, I should say. Um, So I am a new creation, indeed. But I am indeed God. I am a reflection of God. It is both spiritual. I shouldn't say both because it's many things. It is spiritual. It is scientific. It is quantum metaphysical that we are indeed God and a reflection of God. We agree universally in and outside the confines of religion that God is somehow a universal mind, a universal spirit. It could be science for all we know. It could be for all we know, but a universal mind. We have collectively since the beginning of, of, of the planet that's present inside and outside, up there and down here, in me and at the same time. It's so everything here. Animism says that spirit, consciousness exists in everything, including that fake plant, including that fake tree, including the rock, the ground, the ocean the plant, the animal, because consciousness exists in DNA. It it would have to. It would have to. So God, the spark of God, is present in DNA. And we have a team of scientists all over the planet right now trying to cipher the God code and figure out its exact coding. Now, how long that's going to take and how developed and fast our computer systems will have to be to, to make that possible is still yet to be seen. But there is a code, just like there's a code in our DNA that represents blonde hair, blue eyes, black hair, brown eyes, um, musical aptitude, athletic aptitude. There indeed is a code in the universe that represents God and God consciousness. So we are indeed God and a reflection of God. We are co-creators with God. We, just like God, have the ability to, to kill, steal, and destroy and recreate again, just like God. If God had the ability to create the dog and humanity has to have the ability to kill and mutilate, control, and humanize a dog, because I think humanizing dogs is, is abuse. That's my personal opinion. And I know some of y'all are, love your babies. That's abuse. Um, you've humanized cats and dogs and, and snakes and pets in a way that's, in my opinion, sacrilegious, offensive to nature itself. And so we have godlike abilities. You have the ability to starve that animal, to lock that animal up, to, to force train that animal, even if the animal don't want to be force trained to confine that animal, even if the animal refuses to be confined. Oh, my God, especially your kitties. How do you confine a cat that does not want to be confined? So, um, yeah, that's God-like ability. That's God-like consciousness. And when we go to sleep, when we pray, authentically pray. When we go into meditation, when we sit still and listen quietly, 
we are manifesting God-like skills and abilities. Because, again, we say, well, we can't see God. How can you see God? What's his measurement? How, how much does God weigh? Well, no, if you can't see or measure or weigh your dream life, your spirit life, your imagination. You can't measure that is indeed in the realm of God. Also, our humanistic, individualistic sense of control is suspended in dream state, in meditative state, in prayer state. So that idea of how we control things as humans in waking is, is, is completely different in the, in the dream state, which is why we aspire to lucid forms of dreaming, where you have a degree of consciousness in the decision-making, in the dream state. But that's God consciousness. That, that's just an extension of who we already are and what already exists within us. The ability to, to play the piano already exists within us. All of us might not aspire to it. All of us might not be able to accomplish that. But it, the ability to count exists within all of us. The ability to language exists with all of us. We say that's human, right? Until the baby is born mute. And then we develop other forms of communication, um, which are more, in my opinion, in a line akin to God consciousness. Existing in a state of silence or stillness, or in some cases, not seeing things physically, as Stevie Wonder would describe it, but seeing things spiritually and in color. And in color. So there is um, clearly a footprint, just as there's a footprint of, of our ancestors who lived before us in all of us. There's indeed a footprint of God in God consciousness, as well as the devil and demonic consciousness that exists within all of us. And as gods, we have an option to choose. As gods, we have an option to choose. Again, it's an option that's not always available to almost every other living form on the planet. Would the consciousness of an inanimate object be placed by its creator? Absolutely. Um, indeed, in Asia, Africa, South America, they're not going to accept a gift from everybody. They're not going to accept a, accept a pot from everybody. They're not going to accept crops from everybody. They're not going to accept, um, and, and now I'm talking about physically created objects, the hewn wood, the drum, they're not going to. And I know people here in America, they're not going to accept a, a hewn piece of wood from Africa from an unknown source. are not going to accept a drum created in Africa that made its way to America and they don't know the source. Because the energy that the creator puts in it um, is now in the product. It's the holidays, right? It's some of y'all that's not going to eat everybody's food. Even if that's your sister, even if that's your auntie, even if that's your cousin, if some of y'all that's not going to eat everybody, uh, uh, who made that potato salad, baby? Oh, okay. Oh, that, that stuffing looks interesting. Mama, didn't you cook this stuffing? Oh, okay. Yeah, baby. Let, let, uh-huh. I know how y'all do. <laughs> y'all know how y'all Some of y'all are not going to eat everybody's food because of how that object was created. 
what was placed in it, how how it was manufactured by the creator. How clean is that person's house? Yeah, we some of us check stuff like that. How clean is that person's house? Does that person have cats? Does that person have pets? Does that person have children? How disciplined are said cats, pets, and children? It's some of us that are real petty when it comes to hygiene and the source of things, uh, particularly food items, uh, but that includes inanimate objects. Uh, Craig Burns, who made it? Who created it? Where did it come from? Uh, I know label queens. What brand is that? Who, who manufactured that? Don't, don't they enslave little kids in China to, to make that product? You know, who made it has everything to do with the energy and intention that can be attached to an object. So, yes, yeah, some people will not take a gift from random people. Some people will not participate in the office pool for that reason. And you think they're being whatever. Sometimes it's spiritual. Sometimes it's religious. I know some Jamaicans, some some hardcore Rastas that will not take a carving of of uh, Bob Marley, a carving of of I'm thinking of people that they consider to be prophets to some degree. Um, Holly Selassie will not because they see that as a graven image. And what makes graven images from a biblical perspective dangerous is not that, you know, people might necessarily worship them as the God itself, you know, or something akin to that, but things that are created by, with energy and intention for, can hold ill motivation if we aren't clear about the origin of said thing, said product. Um, now, things that have a born consciousness would exist in nature, would exist organically. Um, and that would be a tree. That would be your plants, your herbs, a rock or a stone. Um, but what that is hewn or manufactured or handled by man, it, it then now has another energy um, applied to it. So, yeah, there can be, a you know, that rock that out of all every other rock in your yard, it's just one rock you always stuck your toe on. And so you end up moving that rock, relocating that rock. Um, you know, uh, the, the tree that just won't stay in the yard, but it's now coming up in your concrete or coming up in your bricks or, or damaging the foundation of your house. Now we say, oh, that's just nature and it's just growing and it's just following its, its own path and it's following its own consciousness. Absolutely. You know, on everything that we come in contact with, and then that alters, you know, that energy. Kwanzaa, and the idea of Kwanzaa, as Dr. Karanga established it in in the year of my birth, 1966, was not just to get us away from, you know, Christian ideas of the holiday and said, said fake birthday of a said fake prophet, you know, there was no December 25th, you know, birth of, of some said prophetic Jesus. Uh, if anything of the story I, I accept is the Magi. 
Now, I believe Magi, at that time period, astrology was the science. They were on point with the science. And whatever the story that was being told in the sky has been now appropriated for this story of the birthing of said Jesus. So, so for me, that's the fake, fakeness of, of the story. He wasn't born on December 5th if it was a he-born. Certainly it wasn't December 5th. Certainly it had nothing to do with Christmas. Certainly it had nothing to do with anything that we now claim makes this day so so holy. And then the behavior demonstrates how unholy <laughs> or the lack of holy. I'm not going to say it's unholy, the lack of holiness and associated with this day. It's, it's a commercial day. Come on now. It's a commercial day. It's a day to spend, spend, spend more, spend even more, waste even more. The food that will be wasted, the trees that will be wasted, the plastic lights and the, and the Walmart lights and the 99 cents or lights and beads and, and, and ornaments that will end up in, in the groundwater and, and in the soil. It's a commercial holiday. That's it. Look at the demonstration. We we say every day, look at the demonstration. People can fix their mouth to say whatever. You can say it's sacred. You can say it's the birth of the sacred, you know, sanctified, the holy Christ. You can say that all day. You know, 200 years, well, 500 years ago, 2000, they didn't say that in Asia. They didn't say it in South America. They didn't say it in Africa. That's a human-created scenario. The, there was 21 Egyptian uh, crucified saviors before Christ. There were 14 virgin births in, in, in Kemet, Meroe, Nubia, before your virgin birth, Mary. Come on now. So the, if anybody in this story that I trust, it's the Magi. I trust the three wise men. <laughs> the, the ones carrying the frankincense and the myrrh and the, and the, and the box of gold. I, I trust them because that that <laughs> that astrology, <laughs> them astrologers was on point back in the day, and we have stone proof of that all over the planet. Mayans, Aztecs, Mesopotamians, um, South Africans. That astrology was on point, and they lined them stones up with that astrology. So they saw a star. I believe that. They, they saw some motion in the sky. I believe that. There was some prophetic uh, wisdom that was given that was reconfirmed by, by, by the shining of such. I believe that. But, but, but let's move to the next page of the story. Okay, but then Herod, the king, decided to kill every child that was two years old or younger. Where the sanctified? Where the holiness now? <laughs> okay, How, where, where did that come from? He killed every child that was two two years old or younger, looking to kill the supposed prophetic savior. And we know now that prophets, disciples, energy—it's energy. You can't kill a prophet because there is no prophet without the community. There is no such thing as a prophet without the grassroots proponents of said prophetic belief. Now, they can buy into some craziness, um, you know, Jonestown. They can buy into some craziness, 
you know, I saw another program another the other day, a guy's going to jail uh, for killing his girlfriend, but thought he was Jesus, you know. But no, true astrological, spirit realm, prophetic energy is not confined or contained within the body of one person. See, this voodoo going to live beyond me. That's why some of y'all are really upset with me right now. This voodoo will live beyond me. If, if, if heaven forbid, if I breathe my last breath, this voodoo will live beyond me, beloved, well beyond me, generations beyond me. And the children and grandchildren and, and cousins and nieces and nephews and community members of those who are truly living this today and are passing this on in, in its most authentic demonstration. So this voodoo will live beyond me. Energy will live beyond that which a true authentic brings beyond that organization will live beyond that group. Because the true energy, energy doesn't die. Energy can't just die. Energy has then be reabsorbed and then recreated again in, in society. I'm sorry, not society, in creation and, and all that inhabits indeed creation. So this is a, a, a energetic and happy and joyful and exciting time this season, particularly for children and for young people who haven't had their sense of hope taken it away. <laughs> but then for many, you know, adults and older people, it's, you know, it's, it's just a season. Uh, and then the stress comes with all that comes with the season, family, friends, you know, et cetera. Um, we're dealing still with this uh, Omicron variant. Listen, we're not playing. Yeah, family gathering by way of Zoom. Uh, that's what we're doing. Okay, we do a family way by way of Zoom. Uh, and if you all aren't familiar with Zoom, Zoom got all kind of immersive backgrounds and little cute little things you can do uh, to really make it, you know, visibly look like everybody's in the same room, you know, sort of sharing the same creative space, you know. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to bring that to this platform in some kind of way, but that's another another topic for another day. Yeah, but uh, thank you, Shamafia. Source is a frequency, and we are all tuned. Yes, all of us, all of us, all of us. And I'm particularly speaking to those who might not like this season, who might be sad in this season, who might be depressive in this season, who might be believing the illusion of isolation in this season. Source is a frequency. It's an energy. All energy, all energy is connected to the source, just like the yin-yang symbol, all energy. It's impossible for God not to hear your prayer. It's impossible for God not to feel your pain. It's impossible for God and for spirit and for the ancestors not to tap that vibration no more than it's impossible for other people or who are at distance not feel and absorb that energy. Sometimes we're awoken in the middle of the night, sometimes emotional suddenly for, for no and 
reason, you know, we're absorbing and interchanging energy all the time, all the time. And so there's always someone who relates, always someone who connects, always someone who can feed and heal and lay hands on and, and, and bring life to any, any illusion of a challenge, issue, a block, complication that the human condition that's why some people say, you know, I don't know what you can hear. There's nothing within the dynamics of human other humans have not experienced. There's no such thing as I'm experiencing something that nobody will ever understand. There's no such thing as I'm experiencing something that never happened to anyone else. There's no such thing as I'm, I'm going through something that nobody else knows anything about, can feel or can feelings and levers within ourselves. And then that then shows up in shutting off people, places, and things that show up as a trigger for us. And, and so then you start to believe your own inner talk that nobody sees, nobody understands, nobody can relate. I was there in my 20s. Nobody can connect to Everybody's having a great time this Christmas day, and I'm just sitting here in this room, and ain't nobody. I'm not even on nobody. I, and that took me almost 30 years to find out how untrue that was, that my mother was li- literally having nightmares, that other people in my family were, was being woke up at night, was not at peace in their soul, um, that, that some people were experiencing retributive and, and negative consequences for having harmed me and crossed me. It took decades sometimes of, of, of getting beyond the feeling and emotion, but decades really actively operating in initiation, spirit practice, training, getting better, help, getting healthier. I'm trying to find my words. Getting healthier as it relates to mental health. Um, therapy, you know, counseling, you know, be, before I could clear all those other frequencies radio sound and, and, and pass voices out of the way so that I could hear with clarity God and spirit, which we are all connected to 24-7. It's just, if you imagine the yin-yang symbol, half of it is dark, the other half is light. They both have a little circle of the opposite color within them. So think of that now as like a knob on a radio and you turn that in terms of frequency. So sometimes the negative energy, the negative voices, the negative frequency can override your inability to hear the station you listen to. You go to the latest lodge and all of a sudden you start hearing Spanish bleed into your radio station. You can have analog radio or old you know, I'm not talking about your computer but, but your old radio, you know, battery-operated analog radio can, can do that. And you hear another channel bleeding through and coming through. And so we are wired in a very similar way. We can also, particularly those of us who are more impacted than others, can absolutely pick up other people's negative energy and assume that it's our own, especially during this season when these veils are open, when these portals and doorways are open. 
to other people, your, your children, your good friend, your girlfriend, your neighbor is extremely negative and depressed and sad, but they're masquerading. <clears throat> you as an empath can pick that up. And if you're an untrained empath, you think it's you. You think it's your energy. You think it's your trauma. You think it's your past life. You think it's your sadness. You think it's, you know, oh, I still got healing work to do. And that's the case if you immediately always associate the trigger with yourself. Then, yeah, that's the case. The trigger ain't always about you. The trigger ain't always about you. (laughs) Sometimes I can talk about, you know, dramatic things, sad things, tragic things in another country. You know, maybe it's in a newspaper in Haiti for the day. And the person that I'm talking to will, at some point in the conversation, it's all about them. Oh, God, well, I don't feel that way. And, oh, when that happens to me, because they have not separated that trigger from their own experience. Sometimes the trigger is just about empathizing with other people in association with the trigger. So you've experienced sadness and you got over it. And so now that trigger in you is to alert you when other people around you ain't right and need a wellness check and need somebody with your experience to come in and say, baby, are you okay? Man, we partying out in the yard, but why are you sitting in here? (laughs) <laughs> you know, in the house, I'm talking true stories now. So some of y'all got family in the house that's happening right now. Why are you sitting in the kitchen? We all out in the yard. You know, be careful. Watch people's triggers during these holiday seasons. They can easily be masked with fun and games. It can easily be masked with, with alcohol. It can easily be masked with food. Okay? Some of y'all going to eat yourself into a coma and and. It's, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. Yeah, we're going to do our family gatherings by Zoom, baby. Greetings, Diamond Dior Vlogs. Your uh, image looks unfamiliar, so you, you're probably new. I appreciate you. And, girl, I'm loving the hair color. Come on in. She said lately her mind can't focus, and she's worrying something as weird is going on. Yeah, just listen. I'm going to give you two answers. I'm going to give you my mama's answer, and then I'm going to give you mine. I'm going to give you my mama's answer first because it's many people listening to me right now. This might not be you, Diamond, but it's many people listening to me right now who are Christian or just can't let the Christian mindset go, and they're still exploring new a new journey. So my mom would say, Pray. Just pray. Just pray for joy. Pray for peace. Pray for balance. Pray for understanding. Just pray. Don't always assume that the weirdness is a negative. Because if you think about it, like again, like a radio frequency, you just could be mixing frequencies. You could be tapping into a new frequency. Maybe a frequency of importance, but it's new or unfamiliar. Don't assume that it's you. Don't assume necessarily that something is wrong. Don't assume necessarily that it's a a, a bad omen, unless you indeed get bad feelings. But first, pray. Now, now my answer, you know, prayer in our world would be light a candle. Make sure your ancestors are clean and not neglected. Your personal altar is clean and not neglected. 
Make sure you're taking notes, keeping an active journal of your dreams, your visions, your premonitions, because that also helps us to clarify the weird feeling, the change in the vibration. Sometimes, it's, it, you know, we get other signs in our dream. Sometimes we get other premonitions. Sometimes somebody says something out of the way that we happen to jot down in our, in our journal that then makes sense later on. Um, but just don't assume that it's something wrong. Just assume that it's another frequency, especially if it's visitors from out of town, especially if you have friends coming in that you normally don't have come in, especially if you're having more house guests than normal, especially if you're taking more phone calls than normal. <clears throat> Maybe they're not coming over, but, but they're sending, you know, the fruitcake. They're sending the cookies. They send in, you know, wine and champagne. You know, I would, listen, even before the COVID, I always wipe everything down. Many of you do that anyway, those of you who are clean. You know, a little ammonia water, wipe, wipe, you know, wipe your packages, wipe your, your champagne bottles down, you know, wipe your Uber deliveries, you know. We're doing that because of the COVID, but my grandmama did that. My grandmama was in 1922. Mom been doing my mom was born in 1942. So, you know, many things that we assume is just so hygienic and just so clean or prissy behavior from the women and some of the men in our family is residual hoodoo and voodoo from, from past generations. So, yeah, wipe stuff down. You know, even, you know, families bringing in their own food dishes and whatnot. You know, you still got to keep that area clean. You still got to, you know, wipe the bottom of those bowls before you put them on your nice tablecloth. You know, you still clean it up if you're a clean person, okay? And keep the liquor separate from the food. You know, let the men put the liquor in, a, in the den or in the yard if it's warm where you are or, or in another part of, part of the house, you know, just, just you know, so that that energy doesn't just set up in your kitchen. Let it set up in the dining area or in the den or in the yard or in the living room, you know. And if it's cold where you are, cold enough, you know, keep the ice chest outside and let them go outside and get the, the you know, the beer or the soda or the wine instead of opening and closing your refrigerator every five minutes. But <laughs> I digress. <laughs> But you also don't want that energy just all over your house. Just all over your house. Just think of the college kids out your closet and out your bedroom and out your bathroom. And Give me Block Talk Radio. I had to do some tricks just to get back in there, but Block Talk Radio, you should be able to hear me now. I actually had to call in as a guest. My host line is not working. Um, so forgive the interruption. We lost internet here in New Orleans for a quick second, or at least in my neighborhood. Um, but I'm back on now. I'm grateful for those of you who always stick through. Uh, even when I'm not on air, even when I'm dealing with some kind of technical glitch, I'm, I'm grateful for each and every one who's present on this holiday uh, with me here in, in the chat room. You could be with your family, your friends, cooking, preparing. Uh, you could be doing all sorts of things, so I'm indeed grateful. Uh, I'm certainly grateful for those of you who supported 
uh, the growth of this ministry uh, over the last year and indeed over the last two years. In my ability to acquire um, um, this side of the house, the house in its entirety, and to expand uh, ministry uh, to 1511 Dumain Street. I'm certainly grateful for each and every one of you. For those who had the, the benefit and the pleasure of sitting in this room and having done divination and service with me in 1511, I'm grateful for you as well. Uh, every now and then I post something on my TikTok, which, which finds its way back to Instagram of someone uh, coming into the house on 1511. So I'm certainly grateful. It's been a, an abundant year for growth and expansion and commitment. And people beginning to truly see voodoo as an authentic, not just religion, but lifestyle, life practice, way of being. It is indeed my blessing. It is indeed my salvation. It is indeed uh, my raison d'etre. It is indeed my reason for being. It is voodoo, even when I'm acting, performing, uh, entertaining. Doing Hollywood, doing horror movies, doing foolishness sometimes. Um, still at the root of it is the revival of voodoo to its rightful, authentic place. Voodoo, the four O's, to its rightful, authentic place here in Louisiana and indeed here in um, Southern America among the, the ancestors and, and bloodlines and lineages. Uh, our people, uh, all of us who came out of the Carolinas, in Georgia, uh, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Texas, and of course Louisiana, and helped to carry generations, carry uh, voodoo and hoodoo up the Mississippi River in, into the Mississippi Delta, into into St. Louis, into uh, uh, other realms, Detroit, Chicago, other realms of the country. Um, over the last uh, two to three hundred years, so I'm grateful to be a, a modern representative in 2021 of authentic New Orleans voodoo, voodoo conjure, root work, ATR, traditional African-based religious system, as it is present in America. We honor and acknowledge Santeria. We honor and acknowledge Mukumi. We honor and acknowledge Kandavle. We honor and acknowledge Palo. We honor and acknowledge Ifa and the Khan and, 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 and many other ethnic traditions and other geographic locations. But let's continue to elevate and acknowledge that which belongs to us, the African born in America, descendant of the Middle Passage and enslavement here in this America. Uh, the rightful uh, uh, recipients of any reparations that would be to come. Um, Voodoo the four O's belongs to us. It belongs to us. It is us. It is in our blood. It is in our DNA. It, it is in our history. It is in our lineage. It is in our her- a part of our heritage. It is indeed a part of our culture. So that's my food right now, and it's not my own 16-pound turkey that's cooking and, 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 and you doing that, black eyed peas and yams and the sweet potatoes and cakes and pies and and and, 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 and whatnot, yeah, 
the voodoo is in you too. You, if you got plans for New Year's Eve and food you got prepared, <laughs> it's in you too. If your people come from Virginia, Maryland, uh, 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 the Carolinas, I didn't say Virginia, Maryland the first time either, by the way. Please forgive me. Because they are southern states. Virginia, Maryland, the Carolinas, uh, Kentucky, uh, 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 who else did I forget? Tennessee, uh, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Mississippi, Louisiana. It's in you. It's in, the, it's in those watered-down traditions that you all practice every year that you assume to just be the family way of doing things, but you've lost connection to the meaning of them. It's there. It's there. And I'm here as often as I can be at high noon U.S. and Hispanic time to remind you that it's there. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Shamafia. If anyone is interested in something, you can do the whole frequency around others. Make a positive decision. Okay. Sit in your pocket and put in your bra while you're around people of questionable energy and, and frequency. Okay, perhaps. Perhaps. You know, sigils and, 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 and all of it, your citric origin also have its uh, um, they they counterparts. Um, a dinkra symbol from Ghana is another sigil counterpart. Um, angelic name and symbolism is another Eurocentric base, but sigil empowered um, form of magic. So, okay, yeah, warm. Some people use warm for a similar. Practice. Uh, people who practice feng shui also use your I Ching symbol in a similar practice. And I Ching, by the way, capital I, space, C H I N G, I Ching, has many similarities to Odu Ifa, many similarities to Afa, and, and how Voodoo uh, 16. Palm nut, 16 shell, divination practice in, in West Africa. I love I Ching. In fact, I Ching is my preferred form of self-divination. Some of you are just obsessed with doing divination on yourself, reading yourself. Uh, and you should do that more than once a full moon either, by the way. Once in a moon cycle, by the way. Read, be read. Or read yourself. You shouldn't really do that more than once in a 28-day period. Because it means 28 days for it to fulfill itself. For, the, for that, because it's really like a baby. For that baby to be born, fullness of its life, and die, it needs 28 days. So you should never be read or read yourself more than once in a 28-day period. But anywho, um, when I am looking at myself, I really love to look at, not that I don't use other forms, but I prefer I Ching, most in-depth, intensive, specific, much like Fa divination, much like Voodoo divination. It's the most profoundly detailed form of self-divination, I believe, available is I Ching. Yes, ma'am. Uh, uh, Samafi and I both love how we can apply some of the power 
and then it is indeed a, a universal language that um, transcends earth languages that don't always translate spiritual forces well. So I'm grateful. I'm going to move forward. I need to check on my food. I don't want to burn up my oven. Um, I enjoy any opportunity to connect with you, to be with you. Yes, I am taking appointments. Yes, things are busy. Um, no, you're probably not going to be able to get a last minute, you know, let me show up and ring the doorbell. No, 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 no. <laughs> you most certainly must, must in this uh, crime season, must email me and, and pre-schedule your appointment, your consultation. Certainly, my virtual appointments by Skype, by phone, by Zoom are indeed available, and I guess we'll be doing them from uh, this side of, of, of Temple Space, um, which I promised you all a year ago. Um, we'll be using the Divining Chair, all of that, from this, from this space. So if you don't book your consultation and your appointments with me, you'll never know what we're talking about. Live on air when I'm talking about what goes on in this room. Only people who've been in this room know what goes on in this room. Uh, and those who will now be sharing the experience um, by way of virtual universe on my Earth Camp page. I probably don't promote my Earth Camp page enough. Though my Earth Camp page gets quite a bit of traffic, um, I probably don't talk about it or promote it enough. Uh, let me sign in here and try and invite you all to both share and enjoy my Earth campaign. Earth Cam, I believe, is operated by Google, or Google Earth. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Right now, I'm having trouble pulling up my own URL. What is my Earth Camp page URL? Maybe something is going on with Earth Camp right now. Something that I can't control. Oh, no, here we go. I got it now. So when I'm doing the live podcast, um, since the beginning of me using StreamYard, we have all been also simulcast back to my EarthCam page. And yeah, I believe EarthCam is owned and operated by Google. So um, all the virtual webcams around the world um, often are fed through this system, and it allows us to <coughs> see people, places, and things in, in real time um, all, all across the world. So sometimes I turn my earth cam on when I'm not broadcasting. Sometimes I turn it on uh, just a flickering candle and me walking back and forth through the house. Um, so my earth cam page gets a lot of traffic, a lot of traffic. Um, I just don't advertise a lot because I really don't have to. I probably get I don't know, 50,000 or more um, communications, contacts, visits, 
phone calls, emails um, every month just because of earth, earth care uh, and, and the traffic. You know, people who people who might be bored, who might not have a whole lot to do in that moment. Uh, people who might just be curious, just like we do in Treat TikTok, um, those people sit up in Earth Cam and scroll from live cam to live cam. Whose cam is on live and, you know, what are they sharing? What are they showing at the time? So, yes, my Earth Cam is automatically plugged in StreamYard. So every time we do a live broadcast, um, here, like this, my earth cam is, is going live. Um, but also, it doesn't see the chat, but anyone who's on screen with me who turns on their webcam is visible. But also, um, sometimes I'll just turn it on to a ceremony or just to the house or wherever I decide to locate the webcam. And People all over the world, particularly in Asia and Africa and Australia, enjoy just sitting and, and tuning in to what's going on the webcam. So I invite you to also enjoy my Earth Cam, myearthcam.com forward slash the divine self at your leisure and convenience. Just one more location you can catch the podcast, one more location you can get a virtual view of what's going on in House of Divine Prince, Kai Potion, and Hindu Central. So I'm going to move forward until next time. Let me check my phone line. Okay. Let me check my chat in both Lost Talk Radio and StreamYard. Okay. Well, you all, please enjoy your holidays, enjoy your family, enjoy your food, enjoy your time. Remember while you're enjoying that there are many who are not, and not just because they're homeless, not just because they're without, um, because they just might not have anyone or anything. And so there are many who are just sitting in their apartments. They don't have guests. They don't have friends coming through, and they're looking to connect with us, all of us, in some way. So text your friends. People, you don't have time to call, at least send a text. Didn't send a Christmas card, send a text. You know, send an instant message. Connect. Reach out. Use your virtual skills to the best of your ability uh, for the next four weeks to reach out to those who you might have neglected, who you might not be reaching out to enough. And if you text and you call regularly, then Zoom, Skype. You know, turn that camera on and, and let people see you. Hey, get up. You might have to get up and put on something and get the face together and <laughs> put the teeth in, you know, but dress festive and, and, and be alive and contact people and reach out. Um, I got a nice little Zoom immersive space prepared, you know, and I can sit as many as 25 people in one Zoom you know, or seven people, or five people, or two people, you know, and just have that virtual moment of connection. We, we don't allow the variant and, and, and whether you're vaccinated or not. You don't even know people vaccinated or not, but so many people are lying. I know people have got fake vaccination cards, okay? So you don't know who's vaccinated or not, really. Please discuss it if they're willing to discuss it, but you don't know, really. 
So you've got to stand aside. You've got to wear your mask. You've got to protect your pod. You've got to be protective of your inner circle, the people who live in your house, and then those people who are wanting to drop by, show up, and come by and visit all the time. And certainly if you have 81-degree weather like we do in New Orleans, <laughs> we can entertain you outside. You can come and meet on the stoop. We can barbecue in the backyard. Uh, but you ain't got to come in. The clients are allowed in, and, and they, they follow many protocols to do so. But won't be no drop-by business. Not on my end. You know, and it will be comfortable. We'll have a great time. But I'm not bringing everybody through here. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no, no. No, I'm isolating even circulation from each room and keeping ventilation going individually even in each room in the house. You know, keep the doors open if it's warm enough to do that in your house. Or open some windows, you know, if it's warm enough where you are to do that. But by all means, be careful. By all means, protect yourself. By all means, be safe. Be spiritual. Be as aboriginal and, and indigenous as you want to be. Be as informative as you want to be. Thank you, Chef Bougie, you and, and, and the beloved Orisha. Enjoy your holiday. I'm going to assume she's either working or cooking, but enjoy your holiday, you and your family. And please send me pictures at our ancestral tables. Yes, thank you so much, Enzo Khalifa. Thank you. It's a pleasure to host space with you as well. Love and light to you and yours. Much love to all, to Mafia Rothschild, everyone. I welcome something that I don't often do on my podcast. I welcome your donations, your offerings. We most certainly can use them and appreciate them at this time. Um, I had to go to the bottom of the well to invest in getting the TV show moving forward. So we appreciate your your donations, your offerings. Um, Certainly, paypal.me forward slash the divine sense. I think it's scrolling as well. PayPal.me forward slash the Divine Prince. You can always reach out to me by way of email at Divine Prince at House of the Divine Prince.com. Divine Prince, D I V I N E P R I N C E. But you say, why do you have to spell it? Because people don't know how to spell Divine or Prince. Divine has two eyes, one E. Prince has one eye. There's no reason y'all should be following any fake profiles on Instagram with three eyes in the vine. Come on now. With with only one M in my last name. Okay? E-M-M-E-C-C-A. Let's start putting my, my, my government name up on the screen so y'all know how to spell that. My Instagram page is Divine Prince Chiamecca. P-Y. E-M-M-E-C-C-A. So I know some of us dyslexics look for two, two M's. Make sure you're getting two C's. Make sure you're getting one E and one A so y'all not following these fake Instagram profiles. <laughs> all is a blessing, y'all. Until next time, all is a blessing. I say, I say, oh, I say.
Where's my theme music? Come on in, Congo Square. Congo Square. The Omus Indians. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us. Centuries before our arrival, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The almost Indians prepared this place for us. Centuries before our arrival, Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our host, the almost Indian, they pushed aside our host. The colonizers came and pushed aside our host and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Les Places de Congo, we somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies worked is not clear at this moment, but nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, thusly we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses, double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double Cross and capitalism, the ultimate triple coup de gras cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang, we beat, we be, we was and is. Hail Congo Square. Congo, Congo Square. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated inside the beat of us. Inside the beat of us. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate. A world harrowed by the beat. Be, beat, being, beating, being of black heart drums. Heart beat. Heart beat. Heart beat. 
at this place, at this place, be heart, be, be, we, beating place in new world space, beating, being in place in new world, preserving our ancient pace, our dance is the God walk, our music the God talk. First thing we do, let's get together. Circle ourselves into community. No beginning, no end, connected together. And singing, ringing, singing in a ring. Second, let's be original, aboriginal. Be what we were before we became what we are. Be bambula dance. Be banza music. And sing song words which have no English translation. Third, let us remember. Let us remember never to forget Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. The bounce, the blood, flow, the feel, the spirit, grow, energy. Must retain and pass on the essential us-ness that others want to dissipate, whip out of us. Whoa! But no matter, no matter how much of us they prohibit, no matter how much of us they prohibit, deep inside us is us. Deep inside us is us. Remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free. The beat to free us. It is morning. A sun day. A feel. A feel. Without shade. But dark. Dark with the people black of us in various, various various shades eclipsing the sun with our elegance. We are centuries later now and still this sacred ground calls us to remember, to be, to be. We are centuries later now and still this sacred ground calls us to remember to beat to be beat Congo Square be Congo Square Beat. Beat. 
Remember. 